0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Going In Circles Big Monday show. Tonight, Barry and I are going to talk about the Travers weekend. I'm going to wrap up, uh, talk about the big days, the big race. Obviously, epicenter. i uh, get Barry's thoughts on that and a uh, couple of the other undercard stakes. We don't have much to say about the Bolton Spa. But, um, talk about some more dubious rule-making by Haissa, and lack of respect for owners, which is just uh, puzzling, to say the least. Talk about uh, the mayor's bachelor party, and an invitation to all. All that listen are invited, you'll you'll hear about that, and uh, a bunch more. So we're going to keep it short tonight, well, you know, relatively short. Mm, try to make it under an hour and 20 minutes, Re- Slowly slowly the marathons trying to cut it down trying to trying to go from the sword dancer to the the four star dave we'll be back in just a minute pleasant acre farms is a full service breeding operation located in morriston florida just outside of ocala if you want to get involved in the breeding business in the sunshine state or you're already involved Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees. Your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, make it big, just made a 3-for-3, three three, winning the $400,000 springboard mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacresstallions.com or on Twitter at PAS Stallions, you can also give them a call at 352 528 2885 Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. Uh, hello, sniper. Hey, what's up, my man? You know, we we've had this um this strategy to like try to make the shows shorter. No, you know, they, that's not happening this week. <laughs> Maybe if we talk really fast, it'll go faster. Because, you know, we only have 418 topics to talk about. And the newest one is, like, complete idiocy from, well, the people we talk about all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me guess. Hissa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hissa. Hiss, uh. <laughs> we thought they would be taking over and making the rules. However, they are actually in charge of uh, vigilante justice now you know, we have to make the owners want to uh, you know, whack the jockeys because oh my god the horse was struck with the stick ten times not nine and that's a severe violation and, and we're going to find that jockey um, uh, 500 bucks he gets 150 to ride the damn horse so it's like a $350 fine but the owner pays 26,000. <laughs> how does this make sense?
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't understand how people could actually believe or think that that's a good thing. You know, because I mean, my instinct tells me that if you find owners that much money for something that they have a roundabout you know, not a direct connection to they're all gonna leave. Of course. And, and why would you want to own a horse when you you get fined for something that really nothing you did? It was somebody else that you employed to do a job for you. It's 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 too many connecting the dots and, and it's not really fair and it and it's gonna drive owners out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, for people who don't know, <coughs> drafted who finished fifth. In the forego on Saturday. Um, And and you have to word it properly. They're not this wide. They don't lose their placing. They're still fifth. And uh, in a second I'll explain why that is going to be a major, major problem in the future. And his jockey, uh, Castillo, who doesn't really ride a whole lot, but rides this horse and has done well on him before. Uh, apparently struck the horse ten times, accounting, according to the steward's count. And I've had issues with that from the start because I'm not 100% sure that they're actually striking the horse. Sometimes when it's counted, as actually striking the horse. The video's not always clear, and in this one, you you know you have to kind of look from the head-on view. And it, it's you could you could say you hit him ten times, but I don't know that it's actually ten times. I don't know that. And, and, and that's, that's one of the problems I have when you have such a small number of, 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 of strikes. We're not talking 30. And that's what someone, you know, texted me this. Well, you know, the thought process, which, of course, is stupid, is that, well, the, the jocks want this because um, they don't want to be uh, have an owner like, you know, force them to hit a horse. A, a, and they'll pay the fine, or, or you know, in a big race, or they'll get someone else, or some some nonsense. What owner would say that? Even if there wasn't owner that would say that, it's like saying, like, um, I, I understand that you can't have a big race or any race really, where a jock hits the horse twenty five times and the other jock stops at six. Of course, of course, that's fine. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. And the idea that the, the, the <clears throat> nine strikes is, is okay, but 10 is not. And you could say, well, where did you draw the line? Well, I, I don't draw the line at nine versus 10 for a penalty that the jockey gets a $500 fine for and the owner wants to pay 26,000. And if he was fourth, it would have been 50 something thousand. And if he was first, It would have been 300-something thousand. And that's that's the thing, is that, like, you're just... the the Well, wait a minute. It's just baffling to me, because make the... No one has any problem. No one has any problem with blatant rule violations or, um, you know, positive tests for, like, class one drugs, like mm-hmm. no trainer, no horseman's organization, no breeder, no no one is saying, oh, you know what? He gave the horse a torfene. But you know, it's his first offense. No, it's like it, it, there's a difference between, um, you know, getting in a a, a, a situation where we you know, you're you're speeding because you're late for work or you're gonna get some issue. Okay, you're speeding and you pulled over. And is that a violation? Of course, violation. You get a ticket, and you pay the ticket. But we we can't penalize you like you got a DUI if you're not drunk. And that's what they're doing. And the thought process that they're trying to to make me unbelieve is so flawed that you know we are in a position like there's not going to be any horse racing if people don't fight bad rules. We've had. No rules are better than bad rules. I mean, we're not trending up. Every track is in Saratoga. The owners, we have 17,000 foals. Foals are a direct result of owners, of owners' desire to participate in this game. And fining someone $26,000 because a, a jockey who is a, a, not a top jockey, and it, I guess it shouldn't matter, but still, he he struck the horse 10 times in a race, and it wasn't as though the horse, that extra strike was done in, in trying to uh, gain a better placing at that point. He, he was two lengths ahead of another horse who was tired, and wasn't even really riding at that point. And that's the thing, is there's a, a time and a place for it, and this is not it, but to just generally have this rule: okay, you strike the horse ten times, and we're taking your purse away. And this is the this is the difficult thing. This is where you try to serve all all everyone. If that if that horse came in first, you, you still get paid. I mean, if you're the if you bet on them, which they should. But what if the, what if the guy hits the horse forty times? And he wins the race. Do you, should you still get paid for that? Hmm. I mean, what, what that, that would be the equivalent of, of hurting. Hmm. Of course, that, you never get taken out for that anymore either. But but that's what I'm trying to like get to that point is that how can it be six? One through six is okay. Seven, eight, nine is at uh, the middle. And ten is too much.
1: Well, that that's my problem with it, too, is, you know, I can understand if it looked the part, and and now correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know if I am or not, but they have somebody watching, it's looking at these replays and counting. Yes, strikes. Yeah, Oof. that's what they do now. Do. They
0: every race, to go back. that
1: seems like a waste, I mean, a waste of time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it um, about you know wanting things to be a little bit tighter and so on but it it just seems like if it wasn't intended as abusive and it was just won over it doesn't seem like that would make a difference especially for a horse that didn't even finish in the money you know uh, betting wise but the, finding the owners is not a deterrent of anything. It's and just it, going to make it's not even it's not even a fine. It's just a they just take it, they just right. They just don't get it. they don't get it. But right. that that's not fair, um, you know. As as an owner, if I was an owner, I would I would immediately sell all of my horses. And I'm I, not kidding.
0: I know. I, I mean, listen. This is a um, <laughs> this is a world we live in that that litigation is a part of of the daily lives of, of some people and there's a lot of people that are owners in this business that are lawyers and there's some people that aren't so forgiving and you're going to get in the situation and and this is what i would have told the jocks who supposedly um and and this is of course everybody now is saying oh well the jocks you know are to blame because they wanted this but i, I don't know if that's actually true and i know the fact that that uh, the jocks uh, have joined a lawsuit against ISA, so i'm not sure that they're really concerned about most of the other rules just the (laughs) ones that are uh affecting them and there are not many that affect them just this so if they were supposedly in support of this it doesn't seem like they are now and if you're a jockey i'm gonna tell you or an agent let me let me explain something to you you do not want the owner's money taken away because of something you did it's one thing if you cut a horse off in a race it happens it's part of riding it's another thing i mean and honestly you're better off hurting if you run into the horse and you win the race by a neck, and, and you you interfere with a horse who's placed second. You're you're placed second, or you inter- <clears throat> interfere with the horse who second. You're placed second. You know what you get? Second place money. You get second place money. If you win the race by 15 lengths and hit the horse 10 times instead of nine, you get zero. The owner gets zero money. And let me explain something to you how it goes because jockeys kind of live in a little bit of an isolated world they're going to sue you they're going to sue you in civil court it's going to happen trust me trust me they're going to sue you yeah that that seems like a a certainty <laughs> not if but when not if but when it's going to happen they're going to say uh, and and I'm you know didn't sleep in a holiday and express and <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got my uh, my law degree from the Cracker Jack box yet, but they're going to say your actions caused them to be harmed. And that's the <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. The owner doesn't really have any say in the matter. And people can say, well, you know, the, the owner picks the jockey. No, they, they, the owner might pick the jockey, but the trainer makes the entry. Jockey agents don't take calls from owners. I went through this with Mr. Ramsey one year when I told him, Mr. Ramsey, you don't like the
1: jockey Gary ones. Bailey.
0: You know, here, here's here's what you do. Here's Ron Henderson's number, and here's Angel Cordero's number, and here's uh, Mike Kelly's number, and here's, you know, this guy's number, and you call him. And he called him, and within 10 seconds, they were all calling me. Chuck, we don't give calls to owners. We, we can't give calls to owners. <laughs> it was like I told him that, but. Right. Because it's not that easy. Because there's complications. Because just because you get a call doesn't mean you're always going to ride your horse. Because, you know, things happen, and we're all in this business for a long time. I mean, not me anymore, but you know, you you have to give and 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 take a little bit. They're going to need to get off of a horse once in a while, and uh, sometimes you're you're going to be the one that's that's pulling them from the other horse. It happens. Well,
1: my thought process with it is. <clears throat> you know the over or underlying factor is is you don't want the horses being abused out there no why would really. anybody you know why would you think you know nine strikes is better than ten
0: not now, significantly distinction that's where i what why not 11 why not 12 right why not that's four? what i mean it's like, like you know these numbers were pulled out of a hat and that that's that's part of the problem is that the, they pull these numbers out of a hat. There's, there's no, like, just like the shoe rule. And this was news to me, but um, it, it actually kind of surprised me that I was told by a couple of black, different blacksmiths that the four millimeter toe grab, that the, um, the, the shoe with the four millimeter toe grab that Isa has deemed as the you know safest one. They don't make. They don't make. doesn't exist. <laughs> so how do they come up with that that number I don't know but the people who actually put the shoes on the horses have no experience with that because they don't make them so that's that's one of the issues that exists with Heisa is that like this rule if I'm sitting in the room when they're going in there I'm thinking you guys you're supposed to be standardizing rules you're supposed to be making things better the biggest issue this business has, bigger than anything, is is losing owners. Because if, uh, if owners keep going away, it doesn't matter <laughs> what the takeout is. <laughs> the takeout on a race that doesn't happen is is, is, is immaterial.
1: Well, I just do have to... Have, in the thought uh, process, why you would to, you they're, got, they're, they're, want to get the owners involved
0: in a fine is something they really don't have much to do with because they want the owners to do their job. They want the owners to do the job of the regulator. Oh, well, if the job, you know, we don't want the owners just paying the fine. Really? Seriously. Like how many times can a jockey get whip violations before they get a significant suspension? That should be the question. And if it's like you said, a big race, treat it differently, treat it differently.
1: Well, I mean, I looked at the, the replay of that race and, you know, nothing stood out to me to be like, oh my God, this guy is just, you know, wailing away on this horse. I, I didn't see any of that. It looked like any other race, you know, that you would see most of the day.
0: I, I could even...
1: I didn't get the, the argument, argument of, there was a horse being abused. If you, were, if,
0: if you violated the rule and you you want a head bob and you wanted to place the horse behind the horse, that's fine. That's fine. That's the same as if you, you bump that horse, you're gaining an advantage. Whipping a horse is not a a worse violation than bumping them. If you want to talk about horse safety, because that, well, what, what what would be worse, driving on the highway? You going seventy five and a fifty five? Are you uh, you know, bumping the guy next to you? At 55? As long as you
1: keep it straight, partner. Yeah, as
0: long as you keep under fifty five. <laughs> when you're fifty four, you're allowed to crash into the guy in the in the, in the next lane. I mean, what would be, what would be more dangerous? That's the same kind of concept here: hitting a horse eight times or or, or hurting four lanes. I want my horse to be hit eighty times before I want him to be herded four lanes. I don't want either of those, but. Hurting them is going to hurt them way more than using this stick on them, especially when they're when they're when they're using it on their shoulder in an underhanded manner. Like I, I, I used the same argument, an example of, of Mike Smith on Holy Bull. Watch the race; you get goosebumps watching the race. Great race, one of the great races of all time at Saratoga. One of the great races of all time, and if it happened. Saturday, Jimmy Crow would have got zero. They would have taken the whole purse.
1: So what actually constitutes a strike? Because, you know, I see a lot of lot of jockeys at the top of the stretch, you know, kind of rouse up their horses and, and, and kinda they don't cock the whip back, they have it, you know, uh, with the reins and just kind of slap them on the shoulder a little bit.
0: Who knows? Does that actually count or is that Who knows? who knows everything's secretive until it comes out and then it's not so secretive and then it's uh, oh well that's misinterpreted who knows Barry mm. I've watched races when people have gotten fined in California especially and I've, I've watched the, the replays and, and this is the bigger tracks that have have better video better quality, better angles <clears throat> except Gulfstream <laughs> um, and it's not easy to tell it's not easy to tell. It's not easy to tell. And what is it, you know, really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just a... It's
1: It just seems a bridge too far for them to, to find or not pay out purse money for that.
0: I, I could see you having three tiers of violations. The initial violation, which is the, the least egregious. And... The second violation, which would be, you know, a stronger penalty to the jockey. And maybe um, the first penalty, the first layer would be uh, one day and, you know, 500, the second would be uh, three days or four days or five days. And then the, the, the top layer would be, you know, a week or 10 days. And the more you get the more days you get the more time you serve and the top level if you you have a top level penalty and your horse gains an advantage or in theory gains an advantage he wins by a neck or a head or a you know a very close margin well then you just disqualify him and place the horse second just like when when trotters are lapped on when they break right before the wire. Mm-hmm. Just, just place them behind whoever they gained an advantage on. Period. It's a guessing game, anyways. But stop penalizing the owners. The owners are not going to stay. They're going. This is gonna be kryptonite for owners.
1: Not well, there's no precedent is. of
0: this, is there, anywhere else in the world, right? I don't know. Who knows? The rest of the world does, does things better than us in in most cases according to in terms of regulation I mean seriously still you can watch TV you can watch uh, TVG or or wherever up here you watch the OTB channel and, and they'll show you five races in an hour and they'll be from five different states with five different sets of rules but that's okay it's all right. it's okay to run different rules in Pennsylvania and Florida and Maryland and Delaware and New York it's okay to run different rules but you know, make sure this jockey thing can't 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 let the the, the, the jockeys hit the horses one extra time. That's that's got to be you know that's the death penalty. why, why is that the death penalty? Like uh, like we've said it, and we spent twenty minutes talking about this bullshit. But you know, we said it a couple weeks back. We said it, I think, two months back. HeSA's biggest error, and there's been a lot of them. Um, has was not including standardizing the rules of of racing on the racetrack itself. And I don't want to hear any any excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses. That should have been the first thing they did because that affects everyone and that is the forward-facing part of this this whole regulatory body. The drug testing is not forward-facing You don't find out about these things, these positive tests, until way after the race.
1: (laughs) Some cases,
0: years. Yes, we we have issues with stewards all the time, and the Maryland stewards are terrible. Not to mention, I mean, the the California ones, which is just... But if you care about this business, you've got to stop treating the owners so badly. And I'm not talking about Peter Brandt. I'm not talking about any of the big owners. Who cares about them? Who cares? To be honest, who cares about them? Those aren't the people that we need to stay. They come and they go. The big owners are going to be in the game. They're invested. They have tens of millions of dollars. And, and that, you know, for them, oh, well, Jesus, no big deal. It's everyone else. Racing isn't just Saratoga. Racing isn't just grade one races. That does happened in a grade one race. It happened to people that don't generally participate in those races. If, if this was Chad Brown and Peter Brandt, would I be complaining about it? Yes, I would be. Because it's not right to do that to them either. Even if it doesn't mean anything to them, really. Not nearly as much as it means something to the to people that own this horse who aren't, you know, don't have that, that billionaire kind of money. But it's still, it's the general idea of penalizing um, a license holder for the violation of another license holder that doesn't have any effect on the race, And I think that's the key part of it. It doesn't have any effect on the race. He was going to be fifth no matter if you hit him um, 15 times or 25 times. Or ten times, or nine times, or eight times, and you can say, "Well, the jock's stupid." Yeah, what? Well, right?
1: That's right. The well, jock. then find the jockey, not yeah. the owner. I mean,
0: just a bridge it, too far, man. Right. You're saying the jockey's stupid, and and he, he committed a violation, and he couldn't count, and uh, got too excited, or whatever, and you find five hundred bucks, but you find the owner twenty six thousand. How anybody can say, you know, I'm okay with that. Uh, don't listen to him anymore, please. Just stop listening because you're not going to be happy because I'm going to harp on it a lot and I'm going to judge you. (laughs) Speaking of judging, what about, um, I want to hear your impressions of the Traverse, because honestly, we haven't talked about it a whole lot. And uh, I wanted to kind of keep it fresh and and, uh, hear you know, hear what you have to say.
1: Well, I mean, I think you knew going in that I was really high on Epicenter, um, and he didn't disappoint. He won it as easily, if not easier, than the Jim Dandy. You could say. Um, I thought he was this good back in February when he was at Louisiana Downs, and he's he's actually gotten better. Um, than I thought he was going to get, which is you know a nice surprise, especially going into the fall uh, with the Breeders' Cup and, and things like that. He is a legit shot. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, it kind of hinges on what Flightline can actually do at a mile and a quarter, but still, he, he's got a good shot, no matter what. Um, everyone else early voting, I, I think he turned out to be what we thought he was which was like he absolutely freaked in the Preakness, and that's probably as good as we're going to get from him at the grade one level.
0: Hey, if we had, like, technical skills, I would play the Denny Green. <laughs> hey, right. He knew right what he thought he was. <laughs> they were we thought they were. Zandon
1: doesn't want to go that far. He's a nice horse, probably, you know, get him in the right spot, he could win. At a mile and a quarter, but not against horses like Epicenter, who's clearly better than he is. Um, Okay. Rich Rich Strike. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) I see people trying to do their best to to give him some sort of credit. I'm not buying into it. He was a one-hit wonder when he won. He's a one-hit wonder after the Travers. Yeah, he finished fourth uh not much behind him <laughs> and it, i mean they can keep trying i guess i guess they have no choice you know with him winning the the derby but i can't foresee him winning another race let alone another grade 1 and that's that's really it that's all i got the top 4
0: you know i, I don't <laughs> I try to like. I said it even in the, my my wrap up of the race that he, he ran better than I thought he would run. I, he he did, did. He definitely he ran did. better. He than, didn't. He uh, didn't run bad. He didn't run bad. But but you cannot be validated in almost September of your three year old year with a fourth place. With, with a fourth place finish. Uh-uh. And he only has two wins in his life. And people keep saying, well, the derby wasn't a fluke. Well, it was a fluke. That doesn't mean he can't develop into a decent horse. But he's like a he's like a minor league, mind that bird. I mean, mind that bird was was better as a two-year-old. He ran into Preakness and ran pretty good. But, I mean, no one was saying this after he ran into Belmont. <laughs> Where were the, all those people then? You know, give me the excuse. Well, he doesn't want to go mile and a half, or he doesn't like to track. But, well, what about all the other nine races he ran in? Didn't win. He in we're experience. not saying like he's a dog. No, he's just he know, is what he
1: is. You know, he is, he what is, he is. right. Exactly. Right. He's okay, and at the grade one level, he's not. He's not a grade one horse. No, he he won. A... He happened to win a grade one
0: race, right? Which happens. Yeah. It happens it a happen. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Order of Australia.
1: Ugh. For example. <laughs> I mean, there's so many examples of that where a horse just freaks, wins a grade one, and you never hear from them again. Or they don't ever win a race again. Storm the court. Exactly.
0: It's not hated on the horse. It's just Corniche. It, it's 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 yeah, Corniche. Poor guy. Swift is on some kind of kick again today. Yeah, he was he was going at it, man. He was I told him. I said, that's it. I got the manila envelope in the mail. I'm Team Bob all the way now. (laughs) (laughs) All those horses you named are all on 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 houses. Look like just just look like the little house on the prairie and the the meadows (laughs) surrounding it. You're you're wrong, Swift. You're wrong, man.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and people will confuse what I say about Rich Strike as me not liking him or hating on him or anything. It's not that. That's not it. Um, I think he's just a mediocre horse that got lucky. You know, got the perfect setup of all setups in the Derby and won. I don't think that scenario could ever be duplicated, and that's the only way Rich Strike could ever win another grade one.
0: Uh, I, I said this yesterday on Facebook to people who were trying to, you know, give me a little grief about. It. I said, "What race is he winning in the near future?" Right? Who is he going to beat? That's well, look, just say, just tell me. So, oh, he should run in this race, or he should run in that. Okay, race. In this race, and 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 just say, "What race are you confident you're going to bet him in?"
1: And, and you say, well, "If they win. ran in
0: here, I, I would bet him." Like, if they ran Zandon in, uh, what's what's the race in uh, Jamaica, or the Jerome, oh, the mile race? Yeah. Belmont. Well, I guess it's not at Belmont this year, but at Aqueduct at Belmont. I would bet him in that race, because I think a one-turn mile with a fast pace would, would suit suit him perfectly. Right. I would bet him in that race. Cyberjet, if you I call him Cyberjet. I used to have a horse named Cyberjet. He was a complete, absolute, total donkey. Man. Actually, I ran him once, and he didn't turn. He didn't. He didn't make the left hand turn. He just went straight. Sweet, but um, no Cyberknife. I think he'll probably win the Pennsylvania Derby if they run him in it. Um, if Tybet doesn't run in it, I mean, I think those two would be a good matchup. i, I mean yeah. I they could. They I, could. stand have running in in the Pacific Classic. I mean, is he? I mean, I don't even know. I don't know either. And actually, we have we have you know kind of bad news because um um Jay Privman announced uh, he's retiring today. Yeah, saw that. So one of our uh our guys who who really Jay is a tremendous racing rider and he uh done it for a long long time and you know, Jay got Jay, Jay got it, you know. Um good opinion and um i think it's it's uh, it's it's tough it's tough to see people like that uh go because i mean
1: who's going to who, replace them if anyone
0: I, I don't even know if the racing form will replace them with a full-time person.
1: right That's-
0: I these days I, i'm not even sure they're going to do that so uh, i mean up here the local paper yesterday uh I don't read it, but my dad pointed out to me that the writer writing the wrap up of the Travers pointed out that um, the time was was uh, like the third or fourth fastest than the track record uh, and stakes record was sent by the Triple Crown champion Arrogate. Triple Crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is, I is missed a, riding, that. Is a racing rider. At Saratoga, who's covering the meet, and uh, that's who they placed uh, Tim Wilkin with, who was a pro. His uh, his wagering, you know, his, his handicapping prowess was a little suspect, but but Tim was a, a he's a professional reporter and he, he's done the, he for a long, long time. And um, he works for Blood Horse, he does some some work for the Blood Horse. And
1: well, he knows the game,
0: him. yeah, he, he gets it and he knows the game. And uh, the guy, uh the guy called the Breeders' Cup and said that Breeders' Cup officials say that yes, uh, Epicenter, um should be <laughs> eligible to, to get in the gate for the <laughs> for the Breeders' Cup <laughs> because he wasn't sure because it wasn't a win in your in race. And he said, but but the owners are going to have to pay use uh, you, you some of the money that they earned uh, in the Travers to, to get him into the Breeders' Cup, you know, for entry fees. And I kept. I wish I could have the conversation because I would say, well, you know, they had to pay entry fees to get a this race too. So, you know, that that's what we do. <laughs> all right, that's all. <laughs> But this is the level of uh
1: why isn't the Travers a winning your end? I don't oh, know. Why why why'd I even bother having winning your Like why isn't the Derby a winning your in? <laughs> Seriously. Uh because they don't want Rich Strike. <laughs>
0: They actually do offer a strike, right? They do, but uh, I don't know. Who knows the the way they? It's I don't want to even get into that. We have enough shit. I know. <laughs> <have> <laughs> another show for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole winning you're in, it's nice and all, but it's there's not a single race that's ever been won It's a winning you're in that the winner wouldn't have also got in if he had won. <laughs> no, no one is getting excluded if they win any of those races. They're going to get in the race. Uh, but um uh, but I digress uh what did you think what was your take on the personal ends that was kind of um What's it going on of, the, it, the race kind of went as expected yeah. except clairire who who just acted up you know badly in the gate and then then broke sluggishly and just never ever got involved i mean never never picked her feet up at all I mean yeah. actually she was ahead of Crazy Beautiful in the stretch, and then um, Crazy Beautiful kind of. I don't say rewrite I... because they were both going, they were like turtles at that point. But yeah, <laughs> um, so, would you make yeah, them?
1: I, I never really bought into the Clarier thing because she is always kind of pace dependent anyway. Um, not saying that she, you know, I expected the performance that she gave the other day um by no means I I thought it would be a lot more competitive than that um I, I'm guessing I, I think I read somewhere that she cut her tongue so that yeah, contributed to the to the bad performance but I I wasn't I didn't think she was going to win anyway I I I just thought that her time was to get mouth that was when she got her and you know There was only so much of that that could last because she was so pace dependent. Um, But beyond that, you know, I I thought it was kind of weird that I thought search results would actually kind of try to go a little bit more forward than Latruska. But they kind of let her go, and she still didn't fire uh, completely because, you know, this time last year, Latruska got that same lead, she wins.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't think the search results would go with Latrushka because Irad got fired for doing that.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, the trainer of search results has just doesn't want a sources on the lead for whatever reason. Um, so we kind of knew that that was, was going to happen, and it put Pratt in a very difficult position because he was the only horse that had any potential to keep the pace honest. And he had to sit close enough that Latrushka didn't get to the half and 50. But he also had to time his move so that he didn't duel with her for too long. Correct. Setting it up for the two horses uh, technically to beat, um, you know, with their late run. And I, I mean, I don't think he did a bad job. I think he moved <laughs> at the right time because the first two quarters were 24 and change, 24 and change and then you know they picked it up the next quarter going to the three quarters uh and like you said Good looks like she's lost this step from last year um and you know she had a lot of hard races yeah yeah this year was a tough campaign no uh, it's not uh you know it's he was doing no, it no disgrace but um you know mal that was just better and I, I mean i don't know where this this thought process that search results ran the better race i, I don't i mean like
1: no way because if search results ran the better race search results would have won that's
0: what i mean I, I i don't i don't get that i, don't, I, don't, know where, I don't know i don't know where that came from but now that ran the better race she came from behind you know and the, the, the fractions weren't slow but they they weren't like you know super fast and I mean, they were legitimate fractions and she ran better than she had the last two races. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Mouth,
1: that's all of her winning races. They all look the same.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's it's tough to, to read because. It's like sometimes you think, well, maybe it's just the short field and she she can get a little bit of an advantage, you know, kind of coming out wide and sweeping by everybody. But she also did that in the Oaks with a bunch of horses. And it looked the exact same thing. It almost looked like a replay <laughs> where she, she won at Churchill the way she won at Saratoga the other day. It was really uncanny. But, I mean, I guess that's the, the, the fact that makes her good is that she does it
0: pretty easily
1: when she wins. And, you know, Clarion got the best of her a couple of times. But, man, she's awfully good.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Sword Dancer, man. Makes me feel bad. Mm, Goofo hurts. Thought we had him, Julian. Man, that's twice Mirror Mission has just crushed my dreams. Twice this. I'd still be partying today if
1: Mirror Mission won.
0: If he won on on the Derby, and he won, and of course. If he had won Saturday. If he had won Saturday, I probably would have flown up to Saratoga. If he ran if he had won Saturday, I would have I would have hired a private jet to bring you up. <laughs> I would've had Frenchie I would have let Peru ride in the, the jet to go pick you up. Take a drink <laughs> champagne on the way back. With a with a gold crown on his head. That's right. And uh, it, what do they call those things uh shall <laughs> <laughs> King. Freaking on, You didn't even give us the signal, on, You didn't wear the pink pants.
1: Pink pants is yeah. always the signal.
0: Bullshit. Bullshit. Goofo. Goofo. Only well. Wins. I know I
1: know Miguel wears pink <clears> pants <throat> too. So <throat> I didn't see him. He may have had him on. I think him.
0: Uh um, um, you know what really frustrates me is, is that I looked at that race, I looked at that sequence, and I tried to figure out like Mirror Mission was really the only horse I liked a lot. I thought Epicenter would be the most likely winner. Um, I, I mean, the the personal lens and it was almost like, I'm going to use everyone but the four because I just <laughs> want to be alive. But I, I just thought, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, I get it. he paid $14 to place, which is seven to one to place. He was 18 to one to win. But I don't bet play something. Not like not like our man Matt. Man. Oh, Matt's the king of that. Matt would have had like fourteen thousand to play something, but but um, <clears throat> it just sucks sometimes. You just you know what I mean. I bet I bet him to win. I just bet him to win. I said, like, you know what I'm not gonna play around. I'm just gonna bet him to win, and I bet I, I bet him in, you know some pick threes just just in case, just a little gravy money. But the the major major bet was was win and when he opened up I said that a boy holy shit we're gonna actually win and you know what if he had just swerved to the middle of the course he would've won right Yeah, I ratted it and even when the others passed me he, he didn't give in I mean he,
1: he, no he, he only it was a half it, length yeah maybe even less than that
0: but um that's twice this year could've made yeah. big scores too big scores. And you know me, I don't say that very often. I don't take that many stands. And, and well, not only, well, yeah, but you've I'm been really, waiting for this for like two weeks. Just, just people just like, oh. I got sounds money I was betting on them. <laughs> Someone owed me money, gave me money. <laughs> I never thought I was going to get. I said, Well, I never thought I'd have it, so I'm going to bet it all on them. <sighs> Anyways. Um, I have a take on, on the forego. Other than the, <laughs> the obvious, finding drafted owners, and you know what the funny thing was, I wrote bu- on uh, I wrote the uh, the preview for the race, and and I kind of give drafted a nice write-up, not because I thought he'd win or even at the board, but because he's a really cool horse. Mm. You know, he holds the track record going four and a half at Keeneland. <laughs> he still owns that. He was a, a yearling that, that didn't sell, R&A. The same people brought him to a two-year-old sale, and, he, and uh, Owen Hardy wanted to buy him for 36000 Starts first time out of Keeneland, sets the track record. Um, they sent him to England. They tried him in um, the Windsor Castle, the, the straightaway race. And he ran terrible. He finished 16th. And Godolphin, who Owen Hardy trained for at that time, they wound up owning him. And they came they brought him back to the US. He ran in uh, the best pal at Del Mar. There's a two year old and ran terrible. Didn't do anything. Uh, he winds up in Dubai and he has four hundred and fifty day eight days off. In the meantime, in the interim, they he gets sold by Godolphin. They have uh, like a a racing reduction sale where they just sell all the horses they don't want anymore. He gets bought for ten thousand bucks. <laughs> and Doug Watson winds up training him and he runs him a couple times. He runs okay. Then the season ends and they take the summer and the fall off. You come back at Dubai the next winter and he's good. <laughs> he's he runs second in a grade three, then he wins two grade threes. Uh, they run him in uh, he ran in the What's this big sprint they have on, on their big day? The Golden Shaheen. The Shaheen, yes. yeah. No, uh, I think he ran like fifth or somewhere. I mean, he didn't win. But um, he ran over there another season and didn't do so well. And then he, he, he winds up over here with no owners. And David Duggan winds up training him. And his first year, he, over here, he just, uh, as a seven-year-old, just kind of clunked around you know he was in the naira circuit for the most part and finished fourth and fifth in a bunch of races and then this year this this uh year at aqueduct he got good and uh he won that i think the 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 gravesend and and um he won that race of monmouth which was actually a pretty good race Uh, it was a listed race not as great as stake race but He's kind of a cool horse. You know, he's eight years old. He holds the track record at Keeneland for for a two-year-old as a two-year-old and wound up winning grade threes in Dubai and getting sold by, I think he's on about his fifth ownership group. And uh, surprisingly, I think it's only his third trainer. Uh, But anyways, that has nothing to do with my take on the the forego, which is that I don't think Jackie Warrior really ran terrible. think he got beat i don't think he ran his his a race but i think people are discounting i think because he was one to nine and he's been so dominant they're discounting the massive performance that cody's wish put on i mean cody's wish was last with three-eighths of a mile to go (laughs) yeah he made up a lot of ground and it was not a track that was really conducive to closers i mean it wasn't like it was all speed but for the most part, in the dirt races, the horses weren't too far off of it.
1: Right. You had to be semi-close up.
0: I mean, like I said about Jackie's Warrior, how many horses go head and head with a horse, go 108 and, and three, and run your, run the next eighth and, and 12 and two and lose? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, I don't think he ran. I mean, obviously, you're one to nine, and people are going to be upset by him losing and you know no one expected him to lose i guess
1: yeah but you got to think uh what it took for that horse to lose was a giant performance from cody's wish like literally i i don't think cody's wish could run much better than that
0: no that that was that was some performance and and i do i think that it, it was overshadowed by the fact that jackie's warrior lost and i think that was the story after the race not like, you know, this horse just ran a, an amazingly strong race. I mean, you watched that race over again. And believe me, I watched it a million times because I'm trying to count how many times drafted got whipped. <laughs> uh, but he, <coughs> he is rolling the last 316th yeah. of a mile, and nobody else is making up any ground. Nobody. And the pace wasn't even that hot. I mean, it was 45. And I mean, those horses that's that it was faster and, and, uh, in the in the Allen Jerkins, but um, he was he was really you know, closing into a not supersonic pace, and, and just uh, and the funny thing was, I mean, it's not funny; it actually sucks. And I'm sure people are tired of hearing about my my second places, but three technique, I, I needed three technique for a pallet, at Churchill on, on oh, Fourth of weekend, and I remember that Cody's wish barely got by him. Barely got by him, and that's kind of what I kept thinking about with Cody's wish in this race. I kept thinking to myself, you know,
1: he's gonna get there.
0: Is he? (laughs) Is he? You know, three techniques. I liked him in that (laughs) race, but he's not like a top sprinter. And I kept saying to myself, you know, the cutback might might help here, but you know, is he really gonna be able to run that performance? I didn't think he'd run like he did. I didn't think he'd run like he like did. I don't, I don't know that anybody. I don't know that Bill Mott thought he'd run like he did. I don't know. I, mean, I my, my just keeps finding.
1: Way. It's crazy because, you know, I started following that horse when I saw him run at Tampa. Um, and he finished second that day to Scalding. Yes. Yeah, I remember
0: that. Who that was a nice horse
1: the in his own right. Um, you
0: did the show that day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and I, I I he caught my eye that day, and I was like, man, where did this horse come from? And he's just been getting better and better, and and it kind of culminated the other day. But I have a question for you about that race. Do you think Jackie's Warrior just didn't fire his best shot? That's why the pace wasn't that quick because he couldn't get away from Pipeline. Yeah, on, on some, you know, usually he
0: he'd put Pipeline. You know, excuse me. <laughs> It's a nebulous thing, right? I mean, we're we're guessing. We can't like, <laughs> yeah, follow him up and say, you know, what's the matter? I ah, just, you know, my, my my left hoof was bothering me a little bit. You don't know, right? Um, but like when you watch the race, he, the the the, the reins are dangling from the start. He wasn't, and that's usually not how he runs. No,
1: it it's usually not. It usually, he's usually
0: he's usually trying to I, go too fast, and, and right. Rosario takes a hold of him, and he was letting him try to go fast, and and. I mean, yeah, he should be able to shake Pipeline at the top of the stretch, especially after a uh, half of 45 and change. Right. That's but, what I was thinking. But It's but, not like Pipeline's bad, but he, he doesn't show any races that suggest that, that he would be able to hang with, with Jackie's Warrior. He, he doesn't even <laughs> really show that much speed all the time. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't think it was his A race. But it might have been a Z minus race, and I think, like I said, I'd rather give credit to the other horse. You know, yeah, than... he ran
1: big. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm still,
0: you know, I, I don't
1: think this is gonna. I, I went back through actually, all the four. She goes. might set him up better for for, for the Breeders' Cup.
0: At, at about three o'clock in the morning, I went through like all the four goal races I could find, <laughs> 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 and uh, um. It it is it it sucks that the racing has done such a poor job of of uh, of capturing its uh, you know the videography of, of its history. I mean, we're not talking about races from 1930. You know, we're talking about races from 1990. <clears throat> maybe maybe they're out there. Maybe Naira has them or someone has them. But they, they gotta have, them. have, right? It'd be nice to, it'd be nice to, to catalog them and, and show them, but. I think that was the best performance. Cody's wishes was the best performance since Groovy. Uh, I think it was 1987 when he carried 132 pounds, winning the four-go. Um, I, I, I was. I think him. I was there that day. I mean you, you can make a you can make a, a case for uh, you know. A lot of different horses over the years, but but it was it was super man. That, that horse ran really really good, and I guess he's going to go in the mile. In the mile, yeah. huh? Rather than cut back to three quarters, yeah. It sounded at least that's what it sounded like. And you know, one of the problems with racing, and this is again, this is a, a topic that we talk about all the time. <sighs> Very few of the horses that ran this on Saturday are are going to run back uh, again until to Britain, which is November 5th. Or it's 6th. Awful. You know, it's it's two months. It sucks if, if if we're having to schedule big days like the Travers and they're not going to move the Travers. I know that. It's not going to happen. but Imagine if, if you're going to have to put the Travers on like like the first weekend of August, just just, just so that the horses would run again after Travers weekend. Okay. I mean, that sounds so nuts, Wow. But what are we doing as a, as a as an industry if if this is how we're going to, to train our best horses? And and this could be solved if if a few rich owners would act like rich guys and not act like pussies and hire trainers that will run their horses and. They would win. They would win a lot of these races. These guys are winning the races because they have all the horses. Not because of the way they're training them. Not because of the way they're training them. That is a fact.
1: I always go back to, like, thinking about that when, like, spend a Buck, when he just, like, okay. left the Tripper Crown Trail just to go get the money. He literally had no trainer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what What happened to those days where they would just try to collect all the money and win all the races? Yeah, there's too
0: much money. And uh, Now what's happened is, in a lot of ways, <clears throat> he had an overnight races. Um, In mm-hmm. Kentucky especially. And, and everybody wants to laud the, the turf. Uh, turf at least. No one lost the turf, paradise purses. Uh, Kentucky Downs. And it's great. It's awesome for regular people to, to win those kind of purses. The problem is this. Is that when horses make as much money as they do, even with higher expenses, the, the need to run them just lessens. And at the top, top of the end of the game, the, the winners on Saturday, most of them are going to be converted into breeding stock at some point and that is the end game the end game is more valuable than racing is even the mares uh Malathad, uh i don't think they'll be selling her of course but if you put that mare in um the november sale after the breeders cup if she win lose or draw She's gonna bring eight million dollars. How's she gonna make eight million dollars? The races got to run. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> you know, she's not gonna make eight million dollars. The Race the other day, I think was six hundred thousand. So you know, she made three hundred thousand after you pay the jock and the trainer. And by the way, kudos to Joel Rosario for uh, for breaking the all time Saratoga graded stakes. Um, Wins in a meet. Yeah, but that's got to be with an asterisk, though, because the meet was, like,
1: 20 days.
0: <laughs> a, a little bit of an asterisk. I mean, the, the meet was the... Well, I mean, let's remember, <laughs> the graded races only started in 1972 or 73. So anything that happened before that wouldn't matter. Um, and there was a lot less graded stakes back then, too. In the, you know, there, there wasn't as many graded stakes as there are now. But the record, I think, was set in two thousand four, two thousand five, by Johnny V. It was tied by Castellano, I think, in two thousand fourteen. Um, and I don't know what Rosario's plans are. I don't. I don't know what he. Uh, <clears throat> he? What he's doing this weekend? I know he's serving a couple days suspension. Matter of fact, it seems half the colony is serving a suspension. McCarthy, I think Rosario. I Irad, Irad, yeah. And uh, Castellano, we're all serving days this week. And Gaff Leon, Ricardo, Ricardo Santana, and Julian Lapupu are all going to <laughs> Kentucky Down.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And uh, Jose Luis Castillo, or whatever his name is, he's got days now, too, so... Ooh. So I'm guessing that Rosario, unless he's riding something in the greatest stakes this weekend, and I, I honestly I haven't even because remember those guys can ride in greatest stakes even if they're not riding.
2: <laughs>
0: even- <laughs> can you imagine that that we're, we're um um. We're penalizing jockeys for three days, but we're saying, but well, you can still ride in graded stakes, but we're going to find the owner $26,000. I'm telling you, just wait till it happens. One of these owners wins one of these races at Kentucky Downs, $90,000, uh, wins a maiden special weight, and they take the money away from them, and they tell them, well, yeah, but you're, you're not a maiden anymore. <laughs> and we'll see how, how people love that one. Not to go back to it, but uh... but anyways. Well,
1: how 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 would you rate the the card on Saturday, as in in, in its entirety, not just the stakes? The card
0: in this last Saturday, yeah, it was good. I, mean, day. I thought it was a pretty good day. I mean, the races were fairly competitive. I mean, the Balsan Spa is kind of a joke. They should downgrade those races. They're just not going to have competitive fields, and one train is going to have all the horses just downgraded. But you can't penalize them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, I mean, that was a gift. That was a gift. That horse would not have won the race had there been a full field. A full field. I mean, the horse was gifted the lead. Couldn't have got to the front any easier than that. And, was all out to hold off the other horse, Fluffy Socks. Fluffy, yeah, yeah. Fluff. the Fluff. I thought it was a pretty
1: good car. I mean, yeah, I I, I agree. I, I I think that was the only, you know, kind of blemish was the balsam spa. It was kind of like, eh. yeah. But everything else was good.
0: It was a nice day though. The, the way without in the last. The weather was perfect. You got the bailout.
1: Oh yeah, we the could... mayor
0: was there in full flight. He was.
1: Uh... It's funny because I I parlayed the pick four that I hit a very slim pick four, <laughs> the two dollar ticket, but I punched it at probably about. I think it was 25 times and then I rolled that over into Wicked Game in the last and it worked out so it's always good when it works out yeah, yeah. the bailout that's, man saved my ass so many times
0: I got bored and I sat down in the, uh, the program stand I saw that <laughs> 20 people came up to ask questions which is interesting
1: so I guess I look like a Amber pro. gave you another
0: service? Yeah, yeah, the kissing booth. <laughs> I gotta say that, that no one that walked up to the ask a question was kiss-worthy. Especially the mayor and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's cousin. <laughs> the mayor. He's breaking up fights. Yeah, breaking up a fight. The mayor was, was playing... uh <laughs> I was gonna say... <laughs> That's a. First. I was gonna say the mayor was playing uh, Genghis Khan, but I meant Gandhi. <laughs> <If it was laughs> Same Gandhi, thing. He would have slapped the guy in the face, but yeah, <laughs> you know, the mayor broke up a fight, and it didn't look like it was gonna be Hagler Hearn's either. I mean, it looked like a little bit of a soft. He should have let it ride a little longer. Yeah, you know, the mayor's a man of the people. He is. So I saw Brian Beer. He was he was on a tangent at one point declared that the, that he might have three more Travers in him. That's it only yeah he said he might have three more and, and he hates 20 year olds. No I more 20 that. Yeah. too much too much joking around when he's out there trying to handicap and drink. if you get in if you get in a way of a man's drinking and handicapping on Travers they, ah, I can understand the angst.
1: Hey he he saved me that day I was there that Saturday. With that water, I was uh, yeah. on the cramps. Yeah, Hooked me up.
0: No, no, he's solid. Brian Beer, he was go- in, he was in he was in rare form on Saturday. <laughs> Mike Beer was in attendance. Dan Elman no show. What? No show. No show.
1: Oh man, we gotta talk to Dan. Yeah, but uh no, he was another... in the bougie part of the the Toronto, no, he
0: was he was he was not there.
1: He wasn't in the eighteen sixty-three club?
0: No, 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 no. Sure? No, no. He was a he was a scratch. Boo. um Yeah, people were people were there. <clears throat> Our man Moon was there with his hideous looking shirt.
1: Oh man, what is he doing? He called me and I, I had
0: to I had to give him the talk. He said to me, "What should I do?" I said, "Take, turn it inside out, wear it inside out." But he said, "I would do it, but my, my wife's here." So yeah,
1: I get it. Sorry, but don't think we don't take notice. Right? Okay.
0: Are we judging him?
1: Yes, yes, we, we were. Are. We are. We, were. we caught it all day too. His we wasn't wasn't playing around, man. No,
0: he, he was uh, he got it pretty good. <laughs> we will judge you, people. We will judge you yeah he was definitely early too it was early i got the call from spearsy and then and
1: then and then moon calls me (laughs) i'm like what (laughs) it was early too uh
0: i told him he's like let me
1: see this shirt i was like no
0: i said you're lucky barry and rodney aren't here you'd be getting the ice cream sunday treatment the brownie sunday Oh, yeah. But by the way, there's an announcement to make. The mayor is getting married next October 14th, and his wedding, uh, not his wedding, we don't care about his wedding, his bachelor party, Uh-oh. which I'm in charge of uh, of planning and, and carrying out, my my Lieutenant Rodney uh, advised that we should have it in, in August, and I think that's a great idea.
1: That's a hell of an idea.
0: A. Everyone's going to be here. B. People can use the track as kind of a, uh, you know, a dual purpose trip. Be and three, it'll take that long to recover. See, so that's that's why we're we're that's, that's, that's why, why Rodney
1: makes the big bucks, man. We don't
0: shun Rodney even though he lives in uh, California anymore. We don't we don't shun. He's uh he's, but, the, uh, he's yeah. our man on the street. So out, uh, L.A. If you're in Saratoga next year, even if you don't know the mayor. You just ask for an invite and then you can. We'll bring you in because we need, we might need as much help as we can get. And the party's going to be big enough where you're going to wind up involved in it, no matter where you are in Saratoga, unless you're in a fufu place. So (laughs) this isn't really kind of a fufu. The shoe. The shoe. Oh, man. You got to get him to wear a romper or something. He's having the wedding at the shoe. I know.
1: But you got to get him to wear a romper or something like those dudes we saw a one piece, a onesie.
0: We're going to have to get them drunk and tie them up and get them in a romper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: yeah, if that's the,
1: if that's going down, then I, I I'm obligated.
0: Yeah. So any, if you're a listener of the going in circles podcast, <laughs> you are invited to the mayor's bachelor party. Remember that movie project X well, about eight, nine years ago. When the kids oh yeah. Where the kids got the got party, the, in the the party
1: and the flamethrower yeah. and
0: yeah. 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 That's what. That's what we need. For. That's what we want. That's what we're shooting for. And it's lucky that we're not, you know, young anymore. Because Man, we would actually achieve that. But
1: yeah, because we, now we're like we run
0: out of gas a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're we're almost playing bumper cars and wheelchairs at this
1: point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: I, I will say that my feet didn't hurt that much for Travers. So your
1: feet are strong now, bro. Yeah. It's been a long knee. <laughs>
0: I got a massage today, but not one of those. What? Not one of those. Bob Craft style? Yeah. No, Dang. no Bob Craft. Oh.
1: Like a legit massage? Like you legit, went where wear yeah. and they, they
0: laid you down? Yeah, my shoulder feels better, too. My back. Oh, my back feels better. I even got the... Did somebody, the like, top, step on your top, back? Like, walk them. on your back? That kind of thing? I got the hot, hot, the hot rock thing. Hot rocks. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you went rocks. all out, son. And uh, I didn't even. I I just told her, just you know, do what you do. You know, and <laughs> give me uh, the words. I, I don't know that she understands
1: <laughs> any English, anyways. Um, probably better but, off that way.
0: Um, I got a quick little bonus at the you know, <clears throat> five-minute foot massage too. So I got the feet covered. Or did you get a, a brisket at at the harness track too no no my dad wanted to go last night and then we had to scratch because technical issues but uh we're definitely going next week because
1: then you know that's it see now every time I see that track on you know on adw yeah is it's, this like Avalon. it's just, yeah exactly I just think about that brisket sandwich it, it is good. lovely
0: it is it is a top notch brisket sandwich love top notch racetrack food and it's big yeah it's not little they 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 do it right well that's that's important that is important oh man i saw my man sean clancy the other day i felt bad i feel bad i still feel bad this barn build
1: oh uh, yeah
0: burned down and it was horrible those old you know turn of the century type barns that you can't replace and uh Ton of his stuff. That's you know his father's stuff and his wife's stuff and man, just uh, Just you know right in the middle of Saratoga meet, which is kind of what you know we wait all year for. And so, good thoughts to my man. Check out his uh, you know the paper. Him and Joe and Tom Law put out the Saratoga special. It's great.
1: Definitely friends of the program
0: yep definitely now you know they, they they do a great job and
1: they um, do I like all those guys are really Sean,
0: you know I kind of knew Sean a little bit from when he was a jump rider, and we always kind of kept like an arm's distance from jump riders because everybody thought they were a little bit crazy but um which you know they are but um he wrote us he he wrote a chapter in his first book about me. Hmm. I think Saratoga Days or something like that. Yeah, the first book he wrote, first book he got published, that was like chapter seven. He wrote about uh, knowing who I was and seeing me, but not knowing what my name, what my name name was. Didn't put Chuck and Charles Simon together. And he saw that, you know, he won the race. And then when he went down to see who, who, who this Charles Simon guy was. He was like, I know that guy. <laughs> I just didn't know he was Charles Simon. I'll tell you, the the greatest thing, I think I told the story before, was when Ninja, we, got, we claimed a source named Ninja, like two weeks before the Saratoga meet at Delmont. And I think it was either Newsday or the New York Post, somebody said, someone, some guy named Charles Simon claimed Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> For 75000 Like, <laughs> Like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Oh, man, funny. Uh, But, uh, yeah, a picture came up on my, my, I get these things that pop up on my phone. Seven (laughs) years ago today, a picture of uh, when I was, the last time I was stable at Saratoga. I was in the end of David Donk's barn, I think the the 34, 32 or 34, one of those two, uh, which was Woody Stevens' old barn that David inherited from, from Woody when Woody hung it up. Hard to believe that the guys like Woody Stevens used to have that one barn. That's it. Yep, used to have that one barn. Have all their horses there.
1: Some nice horses in that barn. (laughs) You
0: know, really like Gone West. He wasn't one of the, he wasn't the top horse he had, but uh, he was just a horse I always liked and he turned out to be a great, um, a great sire. And you know, you still see, you still see him uh, now, his name and pedigree. Oh
1: yeah, it pops up.
0: So, well, we've we've tasked ourselves with trying to get the show a little uh, a little shorter because I think we did good. I think we did good because our man Craig will listen to it when he's walking, and he's had to walk like twelve miles. See, we're helping
1: out the people. See, the longer it is, the longer Craig walks, the healthier he'll be.
0: He's got to walk off the the, the pickleball, the, the Chet Holmgren injury, and the pickleball losses. Pickleball, uh, Kentucky Downs on, on Thursday,
1: Thursday, right? Yep. Did
0: they run last year against Saratoga and Del Mar. I, I don't recall,
1: I don't think so. I think they started in September and it was
0: after the hoop. Yeah, maybe, didn't. maybe
1: it was towards the end. I, I'm not 100% sure. I can't
0: remember, and, and, and I was too lazy to look it up, but, but it'll be interesting to see how, um,
1: <clears throat> going head to head like that,
0: going head to head against Saratoga early and Del Mar late. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a sting right there for them. Yeah.
0: it's a, I mean, it's full fields, that's for sure. Full fields of horses. And the tappet stakes, which is um, restricted they they call it a listed stake but it's for horses that haven't won a sweep stake in 2022 so i'm not exactly sure what the rules are anymore but it's for horses that haven't won a stake in this in, in 2022 so it's it's not a open stake um Goofo could not run it in that race hmm. but uh the purse is 400,000 <laughs> oh my god Naira runs those open things for 135, and Churchill runs it for 175, and Kentucky Downs makes it 400k. Oof, it's
1: hard to pass up. Maybe that's why uh, Mr. Chad Brown is venturing to the not so oval oval.
0: Yeah, you got to. Uh, I mean, it's listen. It's hard. It's hard to pass up if you have a lot of horses and it's a, it's a strange track I and mean, not all horses handle it.
1: Mm, that's true.
0: It's, it's not something you can really prepare them for either. It's just, uh, I mean, unless you have a course that, that, that's similar to that and there just aren't many of those at all, unless it's a private facility. Um, but no, I, I, I had a lot of success at that track and it took me a couple of years to figure out, you know, what kind of horse to run there but this was when i think the allowance purses were like 28,000 hmm. so the stakes were like 75 and 100 and 100 and a quarter
1: didn't they used to run like like a dual card with turfway yeah
0: oh, excuse me a couple like, of years they did. They, they they ran like every like two races at one and one race or Right. Every race the jocks <laughs> split up and say, you know, it's three and a half, four hours between Turfway and, and there. So yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't thought of like it is now. It's just, now it's, it's like a big superstar meet back then. It was just kind of a something to do between uh, Ellis and Turfway or, or during Turfway.
1: I remember a few tracks used to do that run like, the Ohio tracks used to have that. Yeah, Thistle and Bueller, really? right? Or Bula was it?
0: Thistle? No, and
1: no, no. You're right.
0: You're right. It was Thistle and Bueller in the winter time. They they would run. I
1: think it was Thistle and Bueller. And then uh, I remember Suffolk Downs and Rockingham did it. Did they? Yeah. Not often. I I think they just tried it. Uh, you know. That's wild. You know, you never see that kind of cooperation between tracks.
0: Nope. No, but it'll, you know, give you a lot to bet on. Be a lot to bet on on Thursday. That's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Thursday's going to be a big day.
0: Yeah, this will be uh this will be it. The next time, the next show we do, Saratoga be over. Finito. Yeah, be farewell. Be the Saratoga farewell show. Okay, we got to get we're working on our, uh, our our rankings. Rankings are all going to be. Oh yeah, when we they're gonna... all stirred up now. They're all stirred up, and now you know next week we got flight line running, and uh, we have changed. Are so we going to
1: wait? We're going we to wait after we're have the, the Pacific Classic. To do I mean, our rankings, yeah. No,
0: the rankings aren't until aren't the middle of the month, so okay. So, you know, just preparing all, all those that uh, participate. I think I got a couple others I'm going to invite,
2: okay. That's... Probably
0: should, uh, I should <laughs> probably should get around to doing that instead of inviting them. Oh, yeah, by the way, we need it to, tomorrow.
2: <laughs>
0: <coughs> and no, I don't have VPs. you're on your own, <laughs> but um. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of changes. A lot of changes already. The sprint might see some changes. Um I wish people would stop voting for Flightline in the sprint. He hasn't sprinted, he can't be the champion sprinter. <laughs> Unless you run that a sprint race. Right. Um he ain't doing that. Um Clarier is probably gonna be knocked off her perch. Absolutely. He's warriors and gonna be shaky. The the three year old Colts uh, <clears throat> The, the three Colts and, and uh and Phillies that they it seems pretty safe, today. yeah. That,
1: I was gonna say that's probably gonna stay the way it is, pretty much.
0: The turf, uh, the older boys' turf is gonna be uh shook up a little bit, and um, uh, the girls are probably pretty much. I don't think anything's really happened to, to nah, much oh. people might keep voting for Spenderella for the older Philly, even though she's three. <laughs>
1: uh we are, on twitter someone somebody, unlike somebody Heizer, tried to put her in the the
0: male three <laughs> the three-year-old male category unlike Heizer, our rules are a little more bendable we allow for things like voting for three-year-olds and four-year-old races and voting for <laughs> printers who don't sprint but you know what that's what the people want that's what the people get that's right so yeah we'll have that in a couple of weeks but uh yeah next week will be it and man it might be a really anticlimactic like breeders cup preview at yeah, <laughs> well, least breeders, yeah. preview races with with not that many breeders cup horses well they're winning your ends aren't they some of them are but yeah not all of them the travers <laughs> Dear Mr. Breeders' Cup official, do you think uh, Epicenter is going to qualify for the Classic? Maybe. There's there's a possibility. I don't know. We got to see who finishes fifth in the Pacific Classic before we make that determination. (laughs) He does only have one grade one win. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. True that. So all right, well good. And uh everybody if you're at the spa this week, I'll be there every day. Be wandering around. And if you yeah. see them
1: in a golf cart, don't ask questions.
0: Don't ask questions. Just like security, they do not ask questions. So just wave me through. Like they should. That's right. That was like that was like the win of the weekend right there. <laughs> uh I can't tell the story in public, but ask me about it in private and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get anyone in trouble. And no no one did anything really bad. Nope. It was nine strikes, not ten. That's right. This was
1: this was nine and almost nine and a half this was. That's right. <laughs> nine and a and a looky loo show show the horse the whip one time. That's right.
0: That'll be the best. So you hit the horse nine times and then you'll drop the whip, but it, it bounces off the horse on the way to the ground. Does that count as a strike? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that that sounds like a strike to me. And then next week we'll hear from the the, the, the suits. <laughs> oh, geez, we need to attract more owners in the game. How do we get how, how, well, do still, how we get them to get involved? Maybe micro shares, at well, least at least the micro shares. If if uh, the horse they got the purse taken away, people would only lose like forty seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, that's it. We're done. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you. So, Barry came up with an excellent idea. A Saratoga racing blog, the Going in Circles Daily Saratoga Racing Blog, patterned sort of after the great Stephen Christ, who, when he worked for the racing Form, did a Saratoga. Daily blog. Uh, Steve retired several years ago and we figured what the hell? Let's let's try to put our own together. And so far it's gone seemingly well. If you haven't seen it, check it out at Going in Circles Digest dot or we put the link up every day on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, all sorts of social media. Uh, check it out. Hey guys, I wanted to make you aware of a new company that's out. They're making some really cool apparel and other swag fan tack www.fan-tack.com check it out they've created a bunch of logos and stuff for uh, an expanding list of jockeys and they also are doing some going in circles swag so if you want any uh, t-shirts or Hats, hoodies, and cell phone covers. Check it out. FanTac, F A N T A C K.